This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good morning. God bless you. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. You're tuned in tonight, top of the hour, 12.15, quarter past the hour. And we have a lot that I want to jump into tonight. And so I want to let you know that if you're driving or you're at home or whatever you're doing, stay in this channel. Don't turn the channel. Stay where you're at. And God's going to minister His Word to you and touch you with His power. I sense God's presence here in the studio. And I sense God's presence where you're at. Uh, So just make a connection with me right now. Connect your faith. Connect your heart. Connect your believing. Make a decision to believe the Word of God that's going to come forth in the next few minutes. And your life can change. Many people don't change because they don't believe in the power of God. They don't believe in the Word that's being preached. The Bible says that Jesus went to Nazareth. There was not many miracles done except that he healed just a few people. And that's because of their unbelief. So believe the Word of God tonight. Allow it to minister to your heart. You know, if you have something in your life that you need to be delivered from, set free. If you're looking for a greater hope beyond yourself and your own willpower, your own ability to make it happen, your talents are not enough to accomplish the purpose that's over your life, friend. You need God's purpose for your life. You need the Spirit of God for your life. And you need to tap into His power. And that power is available tonight right here on this show. You say, on this show? Yes, on this show, right here in this broadcast, on this show, you can receive God's power. I'm here to pray for you for the next hour, 313-838-1035. If you have a prayer request, you have a prayer need, you want God to minister to you, I'm in the studio. It is May, is it this third? May 3rd? So we're here. I mean, I'm here. This is not a this is not a prequel. I'm here. I'm sitting in this chair, and I'm here ready to pray for you. 313-838-1035. Make a connection tonight. Call in, and I'll be here to take your request. Lots that we're talking about tonight. I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God. I want to minister to you about the message that Jesus shared and what you can expect as a Christian and as a believer. Many people today, they don't preach the Bible. They talk motivational they talk to you about your purpose. They talk to you about, you know, what are you here for, all that stuff. But, you know, Jesus talked more in depth than just about the dreams that God's put in your heart. There's more in the Bible than your own personal dream for your life. And I want to talk to you about that tonight. Uh, we've been having wonderful services in Novi. Have you been there? If not, where you been? And I look for you. I want you to come and be a part of our uh, our services in Novi at the Novi Hilton Garden Inn in uh right across the street from Fountain Walk. God's been moving in power. He's been moving in demonstration of that power. So you know the kingdom of God is here. And we have some cool testimonies. And we have one more week left on May 9th. That's this coming Friday. And I want to invite you to that. But not only do I want to invite you to that, I have my young evangelist, Jordan Poland. Are you there tonight, Jordan? Yes, yes. Welcome back to the show. We've been having you. It's been fun having you. Everybody's enjoyed your ministry and you're connected with us. And tell us, Jordan, give us a report for this week. What happened? What did God do at Supernatural last night? Oh wow, where to be? Where to begin? Um, actually, um, we you shouldn't send me and the or the team out to out to the mall. And um, actually, when we when me and the team got in there, wait, what um, time? I sent you out at eight o'clock. Was it about eight o'clock? Yeah, it was about eight o'clock. So you had roughly o'clock. an hour to go and minister to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. About an hour. Okay. And um when when we got when when me and the team got into the mall, um we we had just begun to walk in there and uh the team that had prayed over the man um with the hearing aids, we actually got in there and uh the man was sitting in there. Last week. And yes, last week. The man uh, that Brian and Heather had prayed with um for his hearing to uh be restored and he got delivered from the hearing aids, and uh, he actually was sitting there. So we go over and begin to talk to him, and as as I begin to look at him, there's no hearing aids. <laughs> and uh, he's sitting there without <laughs> without any hearing aids, and, uh, boy, I tell you what, what a what a way to uh, start the night. So a week so, later, did you ask him what happened to his hearing aids? Uh, I, I, actually, I actually didn't uh, get a chance to talk to him. Actually, when, when they first... 
uh, began to speak with him. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a man uh, there with a cane, so I had to rush over and uh, <laughs> pray, with, pray with him. <laughs> what Heather said that he did? She talk to him? Did she tell you what he said? Uh, yeah. I mean, his his hearing's doing great. Um, he hasn't he hasn't used the hearing aids. I mean, his 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 hearing has been restored. Wow. Um, yeah. So so God really really delivered him powerfully. Um, and you know, last night, um, I mean the the miracle that stands out, I think, uh, to everyone that was there, um, was we were we began to walk uh, just down the side of the side of the mall past the shops and. Um, Actually, as me and Moses did, there was um, a couple Indian uh, people. They began to walk towards me, and uh, there was a man pushing an elderly lady in a wheelchair. And uh, I told Moses, I said, uh, "I said we're going to see this. We're going to see this woman uh, walk out of this wheelchair." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when I when I began to see that, I, I got excited because I knew God was going to do a work. Mm-hmm. So um, she, the 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 people uh, began to come towards me, and uh, I, I stopped them and asked if it would be okay if I would, could pray with her. And uh, come to find out, this woman didn't have any strength in her legs. She um, she couldn't really walk very well. Um, when she did walk around her house, it wasn't it wasn't very long at all, a couple steps. Um, she really didn't have any strength. So I said, well, I said, I said what, uh, do, do you believe Jesus, you know, do you believe Jesus could heal you? I began to talk to this woman. And um, the man said, he said, so this this Jesus, you pray to him and he can set her free. And wow. uh, I said, yes, he can, sir. I said, <laughs> wow. I said you're going to see. I said you're going to see the power of it. The, uh, the right. demonstration. Right. And this is all happening. This is all happening in the mall. In the in the mall, people passing by. Uh, I'm I'm down on my knees, uh, having my hands <laughs> on this on this <laughs> on this woman's legs, and uh, so I, I begin to pray and command strength to uh, to enter her legs and. Um, I could hear I could hear laughing out of the out of the corner corner of my ears and uh it was it was the Indian man. He didn't know what was going on. They weren't familiar with Jesus, with Christianity, they weren't familiar with that. Wow. And uh he he didn't know what I was doing. So um I began to pray and, and I I could feel the power of God flowing off my hands into this woman's legs. Mm-hmm. And um so we get them praying and I said, uh, I said, Ma'am, move move these uh the foot the footrest, move those. I, I want. I want to grab your hands. I want you to begin to uh, begin to stand up. <laughs> so, so we we move the footresters, and uh, I get up off my knees, and I reach my hands towards her, and uh, I said, I said, sir, tell her to grab my hands. I want her to stand. So he told her, and she stands, and um, she was very. At first, when she stood, it was very. She was very wobbly. I mean. You know, she didn't have much balance at first. And I said, I told her, I said, have her take a few steps. I'm going to hold her hands. So she began to take a few steps. And and I noticed as she began to do this, people who are walking by in the mall begin to stop. Mm-hmm. People who are making making smoothies begin to begin to look <laughs> over and wonder what's going to happen. You know, sort of sort of cliffhanger. Is this woman going to be able to walk or, you know, what, what's going to happen? <laughs> so uh, we, I said, uh, so she takes a few steps. And I told her, I told the man to tell her, I said, I said, have her walk without my assistance. I, I want her to walk with no help. So I, I left, I left my hands um, off of her, off of her hands. And uh, as I do, I, I lean a ways away from her. And, and uh, so I, I begin to see her. She begins to walk. And, uh, and it's like she's been doing this for a while now. She, she's not stumbling. She's not stagnant as she's walking. I mean, she begins to walk as, as she had been, you know, like, like it's normal to her. She, the power of God began to flow through her body into her legs, and she began to walk. What did and she say? What, what was what was happening with her and the, her husband? Um, they <laughs> she began to lift her hands and just laugh. Wow, she was <laughs> and, she was uh, laughing. At, at, what was this mean of her laughter? Was it she happy? Was she I, in, in I, disbelief? I said, no, I said, I said, ma'am, why, why are you, why are you laughing? She said, I'm happy. She said, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I tell you what, as as she began to walk, people begin to turn around, get their phones out, and begin to <laughs> begin to snap pictures and begin <laughs> begin to record this. You know how many I mean, people, you know how many Instagrams and YouTubes you might be on right now. <laughs> uh, you you never know. <laughs> you never know. And uh, you know, people people thought this thought this big guy. I mean, is he what? I mean, what kind of Kool Aid did he drink before, before he entered the mall tonight? Uh, so, and uh, you know, so I mean, it was powerful. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't seen a miracle 
uh, like that um, in, in some time where Did you where see him after? Really I mean, you went and did you see him at all the rest of the night at all? Oh, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked because uh, as, as I, later in the night, as I was ministering to one man uh, over his eyes, at the corner of my eye, I see... Uh, well, how, I much see later, how much later is this? Uh, 20 minutes, maybe. Okay, so you moved on in the mall somewhere, or you're like... You yeah, know? yeah, no, no, we, me and me and Moses moved on in the mall, uh, you know, just, just walking around the mall, ministering to more folks, and um, as I did, we were by the food court, and as I did, I saw, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a, a, a smaller man that looked like the Indian man, and I see him pushing a wheelchair. So I, I turned my attention, to, <laughs> I, I turned my attention to this man, and come to find out, it's the same man that had been pushing this elderly woman. She, there was no woman in the wheelchair. I mean, it, it looked like he was in a hurry. I mean, he was pushing that wheelchair uh, pretty fast. And I told Moses, I said, Moses, that's the same man that was pushing the elderly woman. Where was the where she at? Where, where is the woman at? I, I I don't know where she was at, but I know one thing: she wasn't in that wheelchair. <laughs> That's powerful. So, you know, if you're listening tonight and you think, "Wow, these guys are crazy," they go in the malls, they pray for people. That I was sharing last night. I'm going to share it in just a few minutes, and if you call in, we'll get to the phones in just a second. But we believe in God's miracle-working power. We believe in a kingdom that has come in the person of Jesus Christ. We believe in a kingdom that's coming in its fullness when he comes in the second time. If you're listening tonight, Jesus Christ is coming back. He's come the first time. He demonstrated his power and his resurrection through many infallible signs and proofs. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15:52, he appeared to 500 men and he appeared unto his disciples and who many have given witness. And he's also uh, revealing himself to those that believe today. And this is how he does it. He heals people's bodies as proof of his resurrection. That's coming. And so we go tell people as witnesses what God's done in our life, what God's done in Jordan's life. And so if you're a Christian, you have that power inside of you. You cannot be a timid Christian. You need to go and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the baptism of his power. Many times, I, you know, it's good to have dreams and visions that God puts in your heart. But this is not about you making it as a preacher. This is not about you becoming the next big thing. This is not about you getting the job that you want. That's all good and great. God wants you to have that. But it's something that's beyond that. It's Your purpose is to be a witness that Jesus Christ lives. Your purpose is to be a minister of the mystery, a, a steward of the mysteries of Christ, is to be a gospel preacher. Wherever your respective area is, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're, you work at a car wash, if you're a bus driver or taxi driver, you work at a radio station, whatever you do, your job is to tell people in your, uh, your sphere of influence that he lives. And when you do that, God gives to you his power and his authority. And guys like Jordan are just an example of what you can tap into. You say, well, I don't have that kind of boldness. Jordan, how do you get the boldness that's on your life to do something like that? Tell the people, because a lot of people don't think they have boldness. Um, well, you know, that's a good question. Um, you know, I never, I, I didn't get to this boldness, didn't, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say it came overnight, but, um, you know, at a young age I experienced uh, the fire of God, and uh, I experienced... When I would when I would go in my room on on weekends and I cry out to God and as I did His fire began to fill my body He began to fill my begin to fill my heart with His fire and um, you know you you study the early church and uh, you find out that these that the the apostles these disciples were fishermen I mean they, they were ordinary men not not trained in theology and religion but they they had just they had walked with Jesus but you see Jesus promised one thing He said. He said, "I must go, so the Comforter can come." Mm -hmm. He said, and "He said, and he said, and tarry into Jerusalem until you've been endued with power from on high." And you see, there's there's something about the Holy Ghost, there's something about the Comforter, that when He fills your life, that that when you get full of His fire, the same fire that fell on Pentecost, when you get full of that, you go onto the highways and the byways, and, and and you and you get filled with with a zeal and a passion. And that's what's been and that's what's been happening at Supernatural. I mean, people have been forming their own teams and alliances and going out and winning people, right? I mean, remember the testimonies we had last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, pe people people are are really really catching on to it, and uh, you know, it's you know, it's it's becoming people are beginning to be ignited. 
um, once they get filled with this with this passion, with this fire, they're beginning to be ignited Amen. and uh, and going out to win the harvest. Okay, well, we're having Supernatural next Friday, May 5th, excuse me, no, next Friday, May 9th at 7.30 p.m. I'll be there, Jordan will be there, my team will be there, and we're going to be waiting for you. And so we want you to come, bring somebody that needs a touch from God. You say, maybe I want to be activated in working God's power. Come and see God work, and there will be just the presence of God will be there. And we want to minister to you. It's free. So come, Novi Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. Okay, Jordan, thank you for having and, and, and you know taking time to be with us tonight. And we'll see you next week at Supernatural, okay? Okay, sounds good. Blessings to you. I have Karen on the line. God bless you, Karen. Thank you for waiting. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Good. How, uh, can, how can we help you? Where are you calling from tonight? Uh, Richmond, Michigan. Oh, okay, wonderful. And how can we pray for you? How can I minister to you? Um, I have two sisters and a daughter-in-law. My two sisters have, one has lung cancer, one has um, cancer in the bone marrow. Okay, Luke, uh, okay, okay. Um, she is not real doing real good tonight. She's uh, She has a fever and her white and red blood cell count down at the bottom. Okay. Wow. Um, Go ahead. I also have a daughter-in-law that just had back surgery. Okay. And she could use care. Well, I want to pray that God's healing and His power uh, go into your family. And I want you to stand in agreement as I pray. And this is not just a prayer that I'm praying just to be nice or kind. I'm praying because I believe in what I pray. Jesus says, have faith in God. He says, all things, whatever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. So we're going to believe that we receive while we pray this prayer. That God is going to heal your sister and your family and each person that has cancer in your family. And bring deliverance to your home. Okay, Karen? Yeah. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Karen and her family. In the name of Jesus, I come against cancer in her family. I command cancer to go. Cancer in her sister and cancer in every family member. I command and I speak to that cancer and command it to leave. I command it to come out of their bodies now. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of every sickness and every disease that's in that family. I pray total health. I pray total peace. I pray the joy of the Lord in their family, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every work of darkness in her family. I take authority over everything that the enemy has planted in the bodies of those family members, God. And I command it to leave. I command it to go. I command their family to be free, God. I command the pain in her relative's back that's working to be healed. And I pray you do a quick work inside of her family. Bring total deliverance and restoration. I pray you give Karen peace. I pray you fill her heart with joy. I pray that she gets off this phone call, Lord, and she just feel the presence of God over her life. I pray she sleep with the presence of God. I pray she wake up feeling refreshed. And I thank you and I praise you for what you're doing in her life and in her family. Let your son Jesus be glorified as you answer this prayer on her behalf. I give you praise for it now, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless, God bless you, Karen. And call and, and or, or email me at info at chrispalmerministries.com and let me know how things are going in your family, okay? Okay, thank you. Blessings to you. We're talking tonight about the kingdom of God. I've been ministering about the kingdom of God, and I've been talking about different aspects of the kingdom, and I want to minister to you what the Lord gave me concerning it in Luke 17. So if you're taking notes tonight, or if you're following along in our teaching, I want to teach for a few minutes, and we'll go back to the phones. It says in Luke chapter 17, and verse number 11, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. This is not an obscure verse. Luke wrote this because he had a point. Jesus was in his ministry getting ready to go to Jerusalem. This was profound because Jesus up to this point had been teaching about his kingdom. John the Baptist had prepared the kingdom. And so now Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem after doing many mighty works, after doing many miracles, and he had quite a large following of people. And when he was going to Jerusalem, people said, is he going to set up his kingdom now? Because in the Jews' eyes, the Messiah was going to be a political ruler that put down the oppression of the Romans. And so after this happened, ten lepers came to Jesus, and Jesus healed the ten lepers. 
And of course, one of them came back and gave Jesus thanks. And so after this happened in verse number 20, the Pharisees asked Jesus a question. As a matter of fact, they demanded that he answer this question. And it says that when he was demanded of the Pharisees, and here's what they asked him, when the kingdom of God should come, Jesus answered and said this, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. This is a very interesting thing that Jesus says, and because it tells us where to look for the kingdom of God. There are people today that are after thrones. There are people today that are trying to win, you know, they spend their whole life politicking because there's a seat and there's an office that they want to obtain. And the difference between man and God is, is that when the kingdom of heaven came, it came and it outsmarted men because Jesus was not after any type. The first time that he came in his first advent as the son of man, Jesus was not after any kind of earthly throne. Jesus was after the throne of people's hearts because I talked about last week how the enemy was enthroned in people's hearts and they were in darkness. And when the disciples went forth preaching the gospel of the kingdom, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from the hearts of men just like lightning falls to the earth. And when the kingdom of God was preached and people started receiving Jesus, the enemy's grip in the lives of people began to loose and began to break. And Jesus preached another kingdom, gave people another option, and they began to receive his kingdom into their hearts. And so Jesus told his Pharisees and the Sadducees and their religious leaders, if you're looking for me to go into Jerusalem during this Passover and to parade around, and to have pomp and circumstance and to have a lush uh, parade is not going to happen because my kingdom is not an outward show. It doesn't come with observation. It's not going to be a parade. You can save all the streamers. You can save all of the, you know, party hats and you can save all of the things that you blow because it's just not going to be that. He said, the kingdom of God is within. In other words, my kingdom what I'm doing on this earth is I'm touching people's hearts and my kingdom is ministering to people and my kingdom is being planted inside of the hearts of those that have chosen to follow me. And so the kingdom of God today, now his throne is coming. Jesus Christ will rule and reign upon the earth. But at this point, the kingdom of God is in a, uh, a, a place it is in the realm of preaching, it's the bit as a possession of the church. The church preaches the kingdom, but it's not observable, the kingdom, in courts or palaces or governmental buildings. I mean, where can you go on the earth and say, where's the kingdom? Where's the kingdom of God? You could go to India and say, is the kingdom of God here? They said, no, we don't have, we have the Taj Mahal. We don't have the kingdom. You could go to D.C. and say, do you have the kingdom here? They said, no, we have the White House, but we don't have the kingdom. You can go to England and say, do you have the kingdom? They say, we have Buckingham Palace, but we don't have the kingdom. You can go, you know, to Rome. You could say, do you have the kingdom here? They say, well, you know, we have the Colosseum, you know, Egypt. We have the pyramids, but we don't have, we don't, we don't have the, the, the seat of God's government. Because the seat of God's government today is in the body of Christ and it is in the hearts of people. And if you're looking for the kingdom, you don't have to go anywhere on a plane looking for it. Look inside of your heart and see that there is a seed that's been planted and it is the seed of the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is proof is that it is in your heart. And if you have received Jesus as your Lord, if you have been born again, if you've been saved, then Jesus has planted planted inside of you his kingdom and that is growing inside of you glory to god you got me preaching on the radio go to the phones tonight i have sherelle god bless you how are you tonight god bless you where are you calling from sister thanks sir okay what can we do for you uh you prayed me to get a job and i got the job last week all right come on give yourself a applause you got a job all right me my you don't yeah. see my board guy but he's clapping right now you got a job praise the lord yeah and uh, i've been praying for this job quite a while and i'm not physically um uh, uh capable of handling this job i have a bad cough and i have asthma real bad and I've been in church for 23 years and never prayed to quit smoking. Okay. So I'm going to have to quit smoking because it's messing with my health real bad. 
and that could interfere my position at my job. Are you addicted to smoking? Yes. Do you want to be free tonight? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus could do it for you right this moment? Yes. Do you want him to do it for you right this moment? Yes. Then lay your hands, put one hand on your head while you hold the phone, and I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to break that off your life, okay? Okay. You don't need 12-step program. You don't need, you know, nicotine patches. You don't need cough suppressants or whatever. All you need is a touch from God, and let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my sister. Say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I repent for abusing my body. I forgive me for smoking. Forgive me for smoking. I ask you to reverse every effect of the smoke. I ask that you reverse every effect of the smoke. Let your healing power flow into my body right now. Let your healing power flow in my body right now. Open up my lungs. Open up my lungs. Open up my lungs, Lord. Open up my lungs, Lord. Remove this asthma. Remove this asthma. Give me brand new lungs. Give me brand new lungs. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You're my hope. You're my hope. I pray your power now come through me. I pray your power come through me. You strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. I renounce every addiction in my life. I renounce every addiction in my life. I command and say it's gone. I command and say it's gone. Now I'm going to pray for you, Cheryl. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray your healing power flow to my sister. I break the power of every addiction. I break the power of cigarette smoking and tobacco over her life. And I pray, Father, you totally heal her asthma. I speak to her lungs now, Father. Do a creative miracle in her body. Give her a brand new set of lungs. Give her a brand new body. Fill her, Lord, and she know that you're Lord and that you love her. Touch her body completely. I pray there be no desire for smoking, no desire for cigarettes, and I call her free now in the name of Jesus, and I praise you for it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. How do your lungs feel right now? I feel something. What do you feel? I feel a lightness. A lightness? I have a load off of me. Do you feel that right now? Yes. You feel like you've been delivered for something? Yes. Now say this, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I need your fullness. I need your fullness. Oh, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. That I can speak in other tongues. That I can speak in other tongues. And walk in power. And walk in power. And authority. And authority. Over all the works of darkness. Of all the works of darkness. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do you feel a lightness over you? Yes, I do. That's your freedom in Jesus. That's your deliverance. That's God delivering you. You, you know, you had addiction, but God just broke that over your life, okay? You don't take all your cigarettes. Take them and flush them down the toilet. Get rid of them. And you'll see that you'll never go back to those things, okay? Okay. All right, and if you get a chance and you have a ride, come to my service on Friday so I can see you and you can give a testimony or a call back next week and let us know how you're doing, okay? I work out there. You do? Uh, the, the man of Novi. Yes, it's at the Hilton in Novi. Uh, that's where I work at, the man of Novi, oh. uh, and Nettlebrook. Okay, well, if you can come by Friday, come meet me. I'd love to say hi, and you give your testimony, okay, for us. Okay. So I'm going to look for you at 7.30 on, on Friday, and we want you to share your testimony, okay? Okay. God bless you, sister. I love you. God bless you, okay? God bless you, too. All right. We're so thankful for people that call in, and God touches people. She said she feels a lightness over her. That's God delivering her from addiction. If you have an addiction tonight, if you're addicted to pornography, if you're addicted to smoking, if you're addicted, you're, some of you are listening tonight, you have a cocaine addiction, crack cocaine. I see you smoking crack, and God wants to deliver you from that. I see somebody tonight, you have a addiction to prescription drugs. Call in the show. There's somebody you're listening, you have sick thoughts going through your mind. You can't shake the sexual thoughts that continue to replay themselves over and over because you've been promiscuous in the past. Call in tonight. I want to pray for you. I want to break the power of that thing over your life. I want to tell every per person listening in your car, 
next to your radio on your iPhone. Maybe you be in Michigan, in Detroit, Michigan, or you be somewhere else in the country. There's people that listen to my show in other parts. They're waking up for church on Sunday morning. So if you're in Europe or you're in Africa, wherever you may be, I want to tell you the kingdom of God has come. There's a power. It can break addiction. There's a power that can break every stronghold of the enemy, and it is the kingdom of God. He wants to touch you. If you need healing in your body, just receive it now. If you need deliverance in your mind, just receive it now. If you need something, if you need a, a breakthrough in your finances, just receive it now. God's doing that in people's lives, so just take it. The kingdom of God has come. So I'm talking tonight about how the kingdom of God is within inside of you. And so instead of making a big swipe at Caesar's throne, Jesus decided he was going to be more tactical about this, and he began planting seeds inside people's hearts. Jesus likened the kingdom of God to a seed. Now, if you're just tuning in, I'm live. I'm teaching on the kingdom of God. 313-838-1035. 313-838-1035. It's 12:46. I want you to call in and get prayer tonight. 313-838-1035. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, and he says a parable in Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Jesus often spent his time talking about the kingdom of God. And when he taught about the kingdom, he likened it unto parables. And so in talking about this, he says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which is the least of all seeds. But when that seed begins to grow, it groweth up and becometh a great tree. And the birds of the air lodge in its branches. This is an interesting statement because what Jesus is saying is that just like a mustard seed has unusual growth and it starts off so small but becomes so great, so would his kingdom. People thought the kingdom of God, it's not gonna, it, 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 it doesn't have a throne when Jesus came, but it started off small. But just within 400 years after Jesus, after Jesus, uh, left, he, uh, Constantine made Christianity the official religion of the Roman Empire. It became massive. It became huge. And so it has abnormal growth. But listen, it doesn't just have abnormal growth in the earth, in the countries. It has abnormal growth in your heart. That's why you can get born again tonight on the phone. Get born again, you know, in church tomorrow morning, wherever. And all of a sudden, within two weeks... It's like you are walking in a power, walking in a new authority, and you are maturing quickly. You don't have to spend you, uh, five years becoming a, uh, to be a mature Christian. You can mature quickly. You can mature uh, very fast in the kingdom of God because when you were born again, the Lord Jesus planted a seed in your heart. And that seed is going to grow quickly, and it's going to be powerful, and it's going to have authority. And you're going to grow quickly in the things of God, because the kingdom grows quickly. Let's go to the phones. I have, uh, is this Diane I'm talking to? Yes. God bless you, Diane. How are you tonight? I'm good. How can I pray for you? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Detroit. Okay, and how can I pray for you? Uh, I'm drug addicted. Okay. Yes. Diane, do you want deliverance tonight? Yes. Do you are you ready to be free? Yes, I am. Because when I pray for you, this 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 is the end of this is the, the like the one sister that just called and says, you know, I felt a lightness. That can be you. Yes. And now, how long have you been drug addicted for? For years. Four years. For many years. Many years. Yeah. Okay. Now, when I pray for you, after I pray for you, I want you to take all the drugs in your house and throw them down the toilet. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray with you now. Say this with me. Say, now, uh, have you ever asked Jesus into your heart? First of all, do you know? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Then you have every the, uh, all those drugs are under your feet, and we're gonna take authority yes. over that. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I need you. I need you. I don't need these drugs anymore. I don't need these drugs anymore. I don't need a long recovery. I don't need a long recovery. I can be free right now. I can be free right now. Right in this moment. Right in this moment. In this minute. In this minute. Your presence can come. 
Depressions can come. And totally heal me. And totally heal me. From every addiction. From every addiction. I repent of using drugs. I repent of using drugs. I renounce every addiction in my life. I renounce every addiction in my life. Drug addiction, I close the door to you now. Drug addiction, I close the door to you now. I shut this this addiction away. I don't understand the last part. Say, I shut this addiction and close the door to it now. I close the door to this drug addiction now. Lord Jesus, set me free. Lord Jesus, set me free. Completely. Completely. Devil, get out of my life. Devil, get out of my life. Now let me pray for you, okay? okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my sister. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of addiction over her life. I command every foul devil of addiction, every demon of addiction, every spirit of oppression, I command you to leave her life, to leave her home, to leave her mind, to leave her body. I pray that and speak to her body right now and speak to whatever is calling forth for those drugs in Jesus name I break your power and I pray her body be normal I pray every chemical in her body be normal in the name of Jesus and I break this drug addiction and I say spirit of addiction go from her now in the name of Jesus I break your power and I command you to leave her now and I command her to be free in the name of Jesus I command this to go and I pray you fill her with the Holy Ghost God I pray you fill her with your power in Jesus name I give you praise for it, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name, I break drug addiction off of her life. In Jesus' name, I pray. This be the end. No more drugs in her life, God, I declare. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to go take those drugs and flush them. Can you do that for me? Yes. You promise me you'll do that? Yes. Okay. Uh, you can call back and let us know. Uh, the victory that you have in your life, okay? And this is it. No more drugs for you. All right. Thank you. How, how are you feeling? How do you feel right now? I'm feeling okay now. Okay, go flush those and call us back, okay? All right. Thank you. I have Mary on the phone. God bless you, Mary. How are you tonight? Oh, fine. Good evening. Oh, good morning. All right. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Michigan. Oh, oh you're, you're, you know your radio is uh, on. Can you turn your radio down because I can hear okay. it. And, and you, you could turn the radio down the back because, you know, when you have, a, you know, the radio's on, it's, it's hard to hear. What do you need okay. the Lord to do for you tonight? Uh, yes, I said God usually show me something like in a trance or in a dream. So the enemy has been attacking my eyes. At times when I'm driving, something will just from nowhere enter my eye. And uh, I, I do wear glasses. And my glasses now is becoming heavy. As if I'm wearing one heavy thing on my face. So you need the Lord. And, uh, you need the Lord. And seeing through space. So you need a miracle in your eyes. You need a miracle in your eyes, Mary? Uh, no. I say the enemy has been attacking my eyes. Okay. Because God do show me something in a dream or like in a trance. Okay, let me pray for you, okay? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray you touch Mary's eyes. I pray that your power touch her eyes, God. I command whatever attack of the enemy be upon her eyes to go, to leave, God. Set her eyes free. Set her body free. I speak peace over her eyes and over her life and over her sleep and over her dreams. In the name of Jesus, let your presence rest upon her. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, Mary. God bless you. Thank you so much. We're going to go to break. When we get back, we'll take more calls and we'll finish our teaching for the night. Stay tuned.
WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital HD and online at WMUZ.com. We're back here on the Transforming Truth broadcast. If uh, you're uh, looking for something this Friday, you need a healing touch from God's power, I want you to come to Supernatural at 7.30 p.m. at the Novi Hilton Garden Inn. It'll be powerful. Bring somebody that needs a touch from God. Let's go back to the phones. I have LaShawn. God bless you, LaShawn. How are you tonight? Hey, praise the Lord, brother. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Where are you calling from tonight? I'm calling from Pontiac. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. How? how what can we do for you? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I do need some uh, prayer. Um, is there any way that I could talk to you off the air later on? Or? Yeah, you could call me, uh, you know, 115, and I'll talk to you for a few minutes. Okay. The same number? Or? Yep, same number. Okay. Um, yes, sir, but I do like, um, 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 I would like to have prayer. Um, I am drug addicted. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't do it all the time. I do it every now and again, but when I do it, it's, it's kind of like a bad thing. Okay. At one fifteen, call the show and I'll talk to you off the air. Okay. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to finish my teaching, uh, tonight about the kingdom of God, and the Bible says that when Jesus com- talked about the kingdom, he talked about how it's a seed, and it has abnormal growth, and that growth is produced inside of your heart. And so Jesus was strategic when he preached the kingdom. He was laying seeds in people's hearts, and those seeds were beginning to spring up, and it produced an unusual usual growth in not just the world, but in people's hearts, and that's why people grew in such power. And so, in light of this, Jesus says in Matthew, excuse me, Luke chapter 19, Jesus was going to Zacchaeus' house. It says Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. He was headed to Jerusalem. He's still making his quest and his journey to Jerusalem for the feast. And it says that there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was, because he could not for the press, and he was a little stature, and he ran and climbed up into a tree to see him, for he was Jesus was coming that way. This was a big deal. This was the keys. He was a sinner, and he was pressing because he wanted to see Jesus. And when Jesus saw him, he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house. And so Zacchaeus came down, and he made haste, went ahead of Jesus, and began to prepare the house, and the Lord came in, and Jesus began to minister to, uh, to Zacchaeus, and the word of God said that Jesus says, Zacchaeus, this day salvation has come to your house. And there is a heart change inside of him. And Zacchaeus says, I'll give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I'll restore it to him fourfold. Why did this happen in Zacchaeus' life? Because his heart changed, because his heart received the kingdom of God. And so because of this, salvation came to his whole home. The reason why there's so many homes that are in darkness, the reason why there's so many societies in darkness is because the kingdom of God is not in people's hearts. If you live in a home and it's broken, it's because somebody in that home doesn't have the seed of the kingdom in their heart. Women, when you marry a man, you better make sure that that man has more than intelligence, more than brains. Make sure that that man has the seed of the kingdom of God working inside of his inner man and inside of his spirit because he's going to be the priest of the home. And so a man's heart, so goes his home. The man's heart is going to determine the pace of the home. And so when Zacchaeus' heart changed, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, now salvation is going to come to your home because the seed of the kingdom is in your heart. And then Jesus talked in parable form concerning the seed of the kingdom. And he said that there was a certain man and he went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then he would return. This is talking about Jesus. That Jesus was going to heaven, he's going to receive the kingdom and come back. In the meantime, he called his servants to them. And to one servant, he gave ten coins. To another servant, he gave him five coins. And to another servant, he gave him one coin. He came back and he looked at the servant. And when he, after he come back from where he had gone, he looked at the servant who had ten coins. He said, what did you do with the coins? The guy said, well, you know, I made ten more coins. He said, you did that? He said, yeah. He said, well, then I'm going to give you in control 
ten kingdoms, because you're a good steward of what I've given you. He said to the man who he gave five coins, what did you do with these coins? He said, well, I made five coins. He said, you did that? Yes. Well, I'm going to give you five cities. Then he said to the man, he said, what did you do with yours that I gave you one? He says, well, I buried it and put it in a napkin and didn't do nothing with it. And the Lord said, and the master said to him, I'm going to take your coin away from you and give it to the man that has ten. And because you're unjust and you're unwise. So what's he talking about right here? When you're born into the kingdom, you say, I'm born again. You have the kingdom in your heart. God has put a grace upon your life. He's put talents. He's put skill. Listen, you have discovered your purpose in the kingdom. The moment you came into Jesus, you felt alive because not only did he save you, not only did the word of the kingdom grow in your heart, but you received skill and ability and grace and gifts and God wants you now to begin to use that. When people do not use their God-given abilities, when people don't use the gifts that God has put inside of them, they're not participating with the kingdom. And the kingdom of God will not manifest in those areas. The kingdom of God will not grow. I asked God this. I said, why is it we have so many churches in so many areas? We have so many churches and so many blocks, but those areas are in darkness. And God told me, because the people are not using what I gave them. And they're asking me for more. You will not get more until you use what God has given you at this moment, the man who he gave ten talents to, part of the kingdom, one of his servants, he said, well, you know, okay, you've given me ten, give me ten more. No, he said, I'll take the ten that you've given me, and I'm going to use it. And when he began to use it, he came back and says, I'm not just going to give you coins, I'm going to give you cities. And so when God puts something inside of you, as a result of being in his kingdom, when he puts it in you, and you're in that kingdom... And you begin to use those gifts and use those talents. God begins to add more and increase. And when God does that, and when people begin to use everything God's given to them, then you start to see the spread of the kingdom of God in your community, inside of your family, inside of your children's lives, inside of the lives of the people at your work and at your job. And you start seeing how your life begins to make more sense because you're living according to his eternal purpose listen god doesn't care about your plans he cares about you fulfilling his plans for your life you say well my ministry god don't care about your ministry he cares about his ministry he doesn't care about your ministry plans he cares about his ministry plans he's not interested in your agenda he's interested in his agenda and if things are not working out if you're frustrated if you're discouraged it might be because you're trying to fulfill his your will for your own life and not his will for your life. Now listen to this. When you begin to use the gifts and the talents that God has called you to use. When you start doing the things that God's placed inside of you. Something's going to happen in your life. And that's called persecution. Persecution is a result of having the seed of the kingdom in your heart. When God places something in your life. And you begin to use what God has placed in your life. You can expect persecution to come. You can expect people to not like it. And expect people to despise it. And expect people to wonder about it. And say, "Is this? who is this person? This person, I, grew, I went to high school with this person. I went, they grew up, they're my brother. Or they're my sister. Because the seed in you is going to get persecuted. Jesus told you, get busy, occupy till I come. In other words, I'm going to receive my kingdom. I'm coming again soon. But until I come, get busy. Take everything that I give you and become busy with it. Well, if you decide to get busy and you decide to do something with what God's given you, you can expect that you will get zealous. See, when the kingdom of God came to me, when I received Jesus in my heart and he planted his seed into me, and I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in my life and began to speak in other tongues and received, you know, entered into the gifts of the Spirit, there's a zealousness that came over me. I became 
full of the fire of God. Uh, you know, the fire of God is his zealousness. It's zeal to want to do the things that God's told you to do. It's, you know, not backing down. It's being bold. The fire of God is boldness. It's zealousness. It's authority. That's just metaphorical for what the fire of God is. But look what happens. When you get the seed of the kingdom in your, in your heart, you become bold. You become zealous. And this is what happens in Psalm 69, 60, uh, 69 verse number 7. This is what it says. Because for thy sake I've borne reproach, shame hath covered my face, I'm become a stranger unto my brethren, an alien unto my mother's children, the zeal of your house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach you are fallen on me. This is what he's saying, that the seed of the kingdom has produced in my life transformation. People today, they want God to bless them, but they don't want transformation, because if you transform People won't recognize who you are, and if they don't recognize who you are, they may not be comfortable with what you've become. And if they're not comfortable with what you've become, then they can't classify you, so they have to take a guess at who you are, and they file you away as maybe crazy or maybe stupid. And people say, well, let God bless me without the transformation, because if I just have no transformation, then, you know, it, I can be comfortable. But when God places his seed in your heart. When you get full of His Spirit, full of the kingdom of God, then you get bold. And because of this boldness, you will make people uncomfortable. People might start to despise you. And that's what this verse says. I become a stranger unto my brethren. The first place that you're going to receive persecution is in your family. So understand this. Transformation in your life produces boldness, it produces zealousness, and this makes people uncomfortable, and those people are going to maybe despise you. So when you say, God, let your kingdom come, use me for you, then you can know that when God begins to fill you with what you've been asking him for, there's going to be people that don't like it. And so anybody that works for the kingdom of God cannot consider what other people think. The man lost his reward in uh, the parable that I just quickly read to you because he minded what other people thought. Jesus knew that anyone who entered into his kingdom would be challenged by family and would be challenged by close friends. So if you are going to be a part of the kingdom, you can expect your family to challenge you. And most people challenge you because most people do not have the seed of the kingdom in their own heart. And as a result, they don't know what it is when they see it. And they, do, they don't, can't identify with it. And it's strange to them. And it's not familiar to them. And so, you as a believer can't be idle. You have to have that zealousness in your heart. You have to not uh, sit around and be lazy. God told me this. He said, Chris, idle believers get into sin. And not for the lack of work, but for the lack of zealousness in their life. When you're not on fire, when you are not pushing for more. See, if you have an unsatisfaction in your life, God is, that's God. If you're just not satisfied in your walk with God, God put that unsatisfaction in your heart so that you would seek His face. If you're frustrated in your walk with God, that's God behind that frustration. He put that frustration in you to cause them to seek Him more. Because He knows that that frustration is going to eat you alive and it's going to cause you to want to seek His face and know Him more. And that is zealousness. And if you don't have that in your life, you may know the Word of God, you may know Bible verses, you may know church, you may have a big list of things that you want God to do for you, but you will eventually fall into some sort of sin because you're not zealous for God. You're not going after it and going after His presence. But, on the flip side, you will get persecuted. You'll get people that don't like it and they get upset. But listen, we as believers are not trying to avoid persecution because a persecuted church is a hot church. A church that is criticized is a church that has power. A church that is persecuted is on fire for the things of God. 
churches that try and please everybody and do everything so the world likes it, those churches, they have no presence. Those churches don't have power and authority because Jesus says, Woe be unto you when all people speak good of you. So, you should delight in your persecutions. Because listen, the seed that's at work inside of you that causes the persecution was planted in you by Christ. When you receive the kingdom, Jesus said, I'm putting the seed inside of you. And you received it and you say, but it's causing persecution, Jesus. He said, but that's okay. Because the invisible seed that I placed in your invisible inner man that is working in invisible transformation that is producing an outward persecution... You should rejoice because that seed is going to one day produce a visible transformation inside your visible man or your outer man. And you'll receive a visible kingdom and a visible reward. And that means you're going to receive your glorified body. So the invisible seed that's producing invisible transformation will produce a visible transformation in your body. So this seed that you have in your life is going to produce complete glorification in your life. That's why when you get persecuted, you should rejoice because this seed of the kingdom in you was planted by Jesus. My God, I started preaching to you tonight. But that's okay because God is moving in your life and I believe in you and I want to tell you, friend, to continue to seek after God. Go after everything that He has for your life. Don't be idle. Don't be lazy. Don't just be satisfied, but go after God. Find a church that has His presence. Find Bible studies that have His presence. Wake up in the morning and pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit. And get yourself hot before the Lord. And stay that way. And you'll see how you won't fall into sin. You'll see how you walk holy. And you'll see how you expect the kingdom of come. Okay. This Friday night, 7.30 p.m., the Bear, uh, excuse me, the uh, Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. I want you to be there. I want you to come. It's going to be powerful. Bring somebody. It's free. No tickets. No registration. If you want to partner with us, learn more about our ministry. www.chrispalmerministries.com Partner with us. Become a financial partner as we preach the gospel. My book, God's Path of, uh, Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, it's, it's available on Amazon.com. So I want you to go there and check it out. Okay, we'll be back on the radio next week, 12.15 a.m. Saturday night. I'll be live again next week, and we'll have wonderful testimonies for you. God bless you. Go in the power of God, and we'll talk to you next week. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com, or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ, 103.5 FM, The Light.